Welcome to Convictions, the podcast. All right. So the first podcast I did was on the topic of heaven. Uh, and it was based on the article that I wrote, uh, which was entitled, Is Heaven Really All That Great? And I really hope that uh, that was a help to you in some way. Um, at least helping you understand that heaven is something to look forward to. Uh, that heaven is um, going to be a physical, remade universe without all of the curse and problems that sin has brought into our world right now. And so I hope that that um, that either opened your eyes to that perspective um, that the Bible teaches, uh, or if you were already familiar with the teaching, um, with an emphasis on the new heaven and the new earth, uh, then, then that just helped reiterate it to you and, and, and bring your hope to the surface again. So I hope that was a huge help to you. I'm going to be bouncing around on the podcast, so if you're going through the website posts and you see a podcast link, you know, it may sound a little out of order from the order that the the articles were written in, Um, but I'm going to be kind of bouncing back to some of the old blog posts I wrote, and so, you know, I I started this blog back in 2018, and it may, my, my views and opinions may have even shifted a little bit since then, so as I go through these again, as I talk about them on this podcast um some of that may come to the surface so we shall see um but yeah like i said before i just hope that this is in some way a help to you and uh if so just let me know if it's helping you if if uh that that would be a huge driving force for me but yeah, so today I, I want to go way back to the very beginning of this website, and that was back in, it looks like December of 2018, and uh, it was the first post I made, and it was just entitled Convictions, the same name as the website, and in large part it was just a personal testimony um, about about my faith and kind of my viewpoint on the world um, and how I interact with other people and their viewpoints. And so I just kind of want to go through that idea with you today and and hope that it helps in some fashion uh, with you. So the first post, like I said, was entitled Convictions, and I kind of started with the idea that uh, humanity is the one thing that unites us all. And I would hope that everyone could agree on that statement. And that's really a crazy thought, that everyone, every person could agree on any statement. Because our world is divided, and even more so now in 2021 than it was back in 2018 when I wrote this post. Our world is divided. Our country is divided. And agreeing on anything seems impossible. It seems like once you have been placed in a certain category, in a certain group, you will no longer, anything you say will no longer be heard by someone outside of that group. 
And so kind of my point of originally writing this was to say, hey, I want to change that. We're all human beings. We're all not going to agree on everything. But nevertheless, we're human beings. And why can't we interact with one another without constantly being ready to create war? And so it just seems a lot of times like we've all become caricatures, you know, and and those caricatures are defined by one opinion we may hold. And I don't want this to come out as as being someone that's saying, you know, um, kind of a a, a relative viewpoint, uh, like a cultural relativism viewpoint or something where it's to say uh, what's true for you is true for you and what's true for me is true for me. No, Uh, I do not subscribe to that viewpoint. And if I'm being totally honest, I think that's a foolish viewpoint. And, and some of you may be hearing me right now and that you're already saying, man, what, what do you mean that's foolish? Like, you're already wanting to create division. What are you doing? And so let me clarify a little bit. I think that that viewpoint comes from a good, a generally good heart. You know, I think the heart behind that viewpoint is to say, you know, I want to love you despite what you believe. You know, I want to love you regardless of anything that that you may believe and that comes from a good place but nevertheless it's not something that i believe to be an accurate statement you know if if i look outside and it's raining and i don't want to give examples that are that are just too simple i don't want to sound condescending in in the least i promise you but what if i look outside and it's raining outside You can believe that it's not raining all you want, but if it's raining, it's raining. And so there has to be objective truth in the world. Otherwise, nothing works. It's a fallacy that that is illogical. Nevertheless, I believe you can hold strong convictions that you stand firm on without losing love for other human beings. And everyone has these convictions. Even the people who are saying, hey, what's true for you is true for you, man. What's true for me is true for me. That is a conviction of them. And so if you go to start disagreeing with that, A lot of times it will cause tension, and that's because it is a viewpoint that they hold dear. And so my point is, have your convictions. Believe in what you want to believe in. But don't let other people become objects or just an issue that you want to fight against. Let them remain people. Excuse me. So... So anyway, my main reason for getting into this, um, when I started, and I I mentioned this a little bit in the first podcast, but when I started this website, it was a place for me to gather my thoughts in an attempt to interpret this world through the lens of my convictions. And so when I started this website, and I still hold to it for the most part, even if no one reads or listens to it, 
it serves a purpose for me to be able to to journal to to gather my thoughts to grow to articulate what i believe and then i'll share it with you all in hopes that it helps you in some way the second reason though for this website was i wanted it to be a place for people to listen to each other a place where you can openly discuss your worldviews and why you believe them without worrying about heated arguments or tension. And so I wanted this to be a place that even non-Christian people I know or that, that read my article could jump on and say, you know, something they totally, like, just something completely different. And they would be okay in doing that because we could discuss it as humans. And so that was kind of the reason for making the website. Has it accomplished that goal uh, over the last two years, two plus years? I, I don't think it has to the degree I'd hoped um, as far as the discussion aspect of it. But the journaling and articulating beliefs, I think, has really helped me. And I also think that it has helped quite a few other people as they read some of these um you know, topics that, that I've went through over the last couple years. Um, but yeah, so to understand, you know, the place I'm coming from as I write these, you have to understand what I believe. And I think most people listening to this already do. Uh, but I am a Christian and I am unashamed to say that I believe 100% true that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and faith in Him is the one true way to heaven. And that can be bothersome to a lot of people. Um, the Bible makes that clear that it will be. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. And so... You should expect, if you hold to Christian convictions, not to be accepted by non-Christians. That should be part of what you expect. Your belief system tells you that that's going to be it. Non-Christians who are perishing, the Bible says, are going to look at the message of the cross, of this salvation bought by a perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ, they're going to look at that as completely foolish. What's the point? I don't get it. You should expect that. You should not be shocked when the world doesn't embrace your Christianity. And so I believe this to be true, and it's a conclusion I've reached after a lot of serious investigation. And people who listen to this and know me may immediately say, wait, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. You grew up in a church with a Christian family, and from childhood you were immersed in Christian culture. So you're really a product of your environment. And I would say to a degree, that is correct. Uh, I made a decision to follow Jesus when I was six years old. That's extremely young. A lot of people would even venture to say that that is too young to understand the magnitude of what you're doing there. But I believe that the Holy Spirit convicted me and saved me even at that young age. And I thank God for that. 
But Christianity is a process. You know, a lot of people want to um, simplify it into this this prayer for salvation, and after that, you know, hey, what happens happens. You're saved. But no, Christianity is a process. Scripture makes that clear. It's a process that you continually grow in. You grow closer to God in. And every day, you have to take up that cross and follow Jesus. So, as I grew older, I had to investigate it a little more. I am extremely grateful for the church I grew up in and the family that God placed me in. You know, I believe that he guided me to see the truth of his word early on, and and I think that's awesome. It kept me from a lot of issues in life. And when I was a kid, I had a faith that was rock solid. I mean, I'm talking like you could not have a more sure faith than childhood Ian had. And there's a song out that's called I Want to Go Back by David Dunn. And I really, really relate to that song. Because a lot of times I feel like I want to go back to childhood at a time when believing in Jesus was simple. And a lot of times, I mean, that that idea is why Jesus, you know, kind of tells us we should have Um, the heart of a child to enter the kingdom of God. There wasn't a lot of questions as a child. The lyrics to that song say, I want to go back to Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's a simple but rock-solid faith. And that's all it took at that age. And at times I long for that simplicity again. Uh, But I started having some some waves hit me, you know, childhood, I'm kind of just sitting in the ankle or standing in the ankle deep part of the ocean. And as I hit middle school, I start getting exposed to some things that weren't quite the Christian world that I'd grew up in that bubble that I was surrounded by family and friends and church and in elementary school, there wasn't a lot of this, this worldly influence even there, but middle school things started to change started having a lot of people around me from very different backgrounds, even within our own city. There were people who grew up very different than me coming into play. And so when I started hearing a very different type of language that wasn't such a godly language, um, started hearing talks of, of many other things, uh, sin, sin-wise, whether it be sex or stealing or even at the, at the young middle school age um, people would think about and talk a little bit about drug use um, and that's when I knew man this world's a little bit different than I perceived it growing up and so I started to question things and and I remember in seventh grade I even questioned, what if this God I, I believe in isn't really there? And at that point, I had I panicked. You know, just that thought crossed my mind, and I panicked and thought, man, this is the unforgivable sin I have blasphemed, and I'm going to hell. And I remember crying uh, and talking to my dad about that, and, and he was like, no, this is just 
some doubts that 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 you can have in life this is things that that your humanity will bring bring out at times and so i had so many doubts and fears in this period of my life my early teenage years uh but I read a lot of secular viewpoints and theist viewpoints, and after kind of getting the perspective from both, and I'm not talking about hearing about the atheist perspective from a Christian explaining it. No, I'm talking reading what the atheists had to say, reading what the Christians and the theists had to say. Then I firmly believed and firmly developed a conviction that there was a God. And then if God exists, the worldview that I found impossible to explain away was Christianity. Many other religions I can look at and find some very major, major flaws in. Christianity I cannot. So after years of looking and studying deeper into it, and not to mention the Holy Spirit working in my life, and in the lives of those around me, I am more convinced right now as I speak than I ever have been that this is the one truth that explains our existence. You know, but I, I went through a further evolution in faith when I started college. I started, being, I started being exposed there. So like middle school, high school, the focus was more like, okay, do I even believe there is a God? But I strongly landed that yes, yes I do. When I started college, though, it went even further than that. I was a Christian, but I began to be exposed to other Christian viewpoints that were different than what I grew up in. I I grew up in a pretty traditional um, church, hymn-based music, um, and just, you know, old-fashioned church. And the church I grew up in provided me a very solid biblical foundation to be able to face some of these other issues and things later in life but i went to college uh started to be to try out some different churches different denominations than i had grown up in and uh got exposed to a lot of different viewpoints okay and some of those viewpoints were good it was a group of of denominations or or other Christians that agreed on the core doctrines of Christianity, but maybe just worship different. Their music was a little different. Their expression of worship was a little bit different. Their style of preaching was maybe a little bit different than what I had grown up, you know, thinking was the only style of, of any of this stuff. But nevertheless, they were solid in their faith. And it was, I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything. But another side of that coin, and another experience I would not trade, is we tried out some churches that, that on the surface seemed like they fit this category, like they were, you know, solid on their doctrine, you know, and just worshipped a little different. But slowly we began to discover that they would introduce some doctrine that was not orthodox, that was not in line with the Bible. They would start to accept some sinful practices that there's no scriptural basis to be able to do that. And so at this point in my life, it made me start to really dig in to my Bible, to my scriptures more, to study more, and to know what parts of this are core that we have to have to be a truly Christian church, and what parts 
is it okay to have some wiggle room on and still fellowship and, and consider each other brothers and sisters in Christ? And so my college experience, while, while my high school and middle school experience was about, you know, becoming solid, that I am a Christian, that this is what I believe, my college experience was about becoming solid on the core doctrines and, and truths of Christianity that we have to agree on. And so it was more about knowing the intricate details of my faith and where to take stands when someone tries to change that. and uh, But what was cool about the churches that were in agreement on, on the core doctrines and just worship different, what was cool about that is in those churches, I saw people from different countries, different um, backgrounds um, than I had ever worshipped with before. And yet, when we gathered around the person and work of Jesus and the truth of scriptures, we could worship as one body, as one family. And so it widened my scope of Christianity. And, and so I'm just so appreciative of that. And, and, and so the college experience really helped me there. Also in college, I got exposed to a, a sociology class and a world religions course very early on. And they really made me interested in all people and what makes them who they are. So I, I held to my convictions and the more I studied, the more strong my convictions became. But I developed an interest in people totally different from me and a desire to talk to those people, to learn what they believe. There were a lot of times in college that we would use a tool called perspective cards. And it was a group of cards. They would have different categories like what do you believe about God? What do you believe about other people? What do you believe about Jesus? Who was he? How do you reach this truth? And we would take those into the student union, the mountain layer at WVU, and we would just walk up to random people and say, hey, do you have time to just kind of have a conversation about worldviews and that kind of thing? And after you got over the initial like eyebrow raise, like, who are you? What are you trying to do? Um, are you a Jehovah's Witness? Um, after you got over that initial skeptic skepticism of what you were doing, uh, man, we had some really good conversations with people, and there was a wide variety of viewpoints. But where did you where where we landed a lot of times with people, and it, what what made people think about their viewpoints and hopefully consider Christianity that's usually the way these conversations led was us presenting Christianity as being a rock solid viewpoint um, but but the reason you could usually get people to do that is the final question was what what is the reason that you believe this see I strongly believe that if you believe anything anything even Christianity that you need to know why you believe it See, because if you're riding on the, the faith you grew up with, if you're riding on your parents' faith, your youth pastor's faith, your pastor's faith, but you're not diving in and figuring it out on your own when the pressures of this world come at you, just like the parable of the sower says, when the pressures come, the thorns grow up, they're going to choke out your faith. And so you need to know why you believe it. 
And so that's kind of what usually opened these doors for us with these perspective cards was to say, hey, why do you believe that? And a lot of times people would say, well, the only thing they could really come up with in many of those situations was, well, you know, kind of looking within myself. But we have in Christianity a rock solid place for our our a foundation for our faith in the scriptures. You know, it's a, the Bible's an amazing group of writings that go over several millennia and all point to the saving work of Jesus Christ. That is a solid foundation for a belief system. So, all that is to say, this site, this podcast, is a way for me to journal and try to explain situations, events, scripture through the conviction of Jesus being my Savior, the Word of God being true, and a need to share that with other people. And I I just, if you're listening to me, if you're a Christian, but you've never really dove in and, and taken the time to figure out answers to tough questions about your faith, don't be afraid to look into that, to figure out answers. Because the real truth is going to come to the surface regardless of what you look into. If something is true, and I believe in objective truth, if something is true, it's going to show itself. If scripture is true, don't be afraid to investigate it. It will prove true. If you're listening to this and you're not a Christian, or you're questioning Christianity, look into it. Reach out to me. Send me a message. Let's let's discuss it. I'm not going to shove anything down your throat. Because that's kind of the point here, is I want to talk to you. I want to talk to anybody's viewpoints i want to hear why you believe what you believe if you think you got a viewpoint better than mine let me know but i want to talk to you about christianity too because i love you as a as another image bearer of god and i want you to know your creator i want you to know jesus christ your savior someone who lived a life that was right and perfect in your place and then he took on the wrath of god on the cross, even though he didn't deserve it, he took it in your place. And all you have to do is say, I trust that. His work accomplished it, and all you have to do is say, you trust that. So, as I said, if you're listening to this, please share your viewpoints with me, whether it be in a comment on Facebook, comment on the blog, whether it be a, um, you know, it just anyway, share your viewpoints and then question mine. I want to talk to you. Also, share your testimonies. Leave your story of how you reached your belief. And just do it in a friendly way. All opinions are welcome. We're all human beings. And we can do this in a loving, friendly way. And that's kind of the heart of this website. And that's kind of a, an overview of my testimony. Um, 
So thanks, thanks for listening. If it's been helpful to you, like I said, please let me know just to know if this is worth continuing or not. Um, and hey, let me pray over anyone listening right now. God, I thank you for your salvation. I thank you for who you are, the creator of this world, God. And I know that the power of your Holy Spirit is going to reach people far greater than anything I say or do, God. So I'm going to rely on that, Lord. I pray that if anyone is listening right now and they don't know you, God, that they begin to question Christianity. They begin to look into it, God. They begin to have their eyes open, God, to truth. And God, I just pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.